Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Just came across this. This is a number I need to know, as we've talked about this quite a bit today. Um, how many schools are still under mask mandates? Now, whether or not your school is actually paying attention to that or not is a different thing. That's true. Yeah. Oh, I didn't capture that for some reason. I thought I had that. I'll, I'll look that up because I know I had it. Um, it's a bigger percentage than I thought of the schools nationwide that still have the you got to wear masks. Yeah, a lot of it's the influence of teachers unions and uh, the school administrators who who are uh, steeped in what we were talking about during hour two of the show. And you can grab the podcast. You ought to because I think it was pretty good. Um, They're steeped in the if I say don't do something, well, then I'm safe. If I let people do something and they get hurt, then I'm in trouble. So I'm just going to take everybody's liberty away, including the little children. That way I'll never be in trouble. It's an incredibly cowardly selfishness that we're seeing these days. But more on that later, perhaps. You know, we were having our uh, brief, uh, hurried, on-air meeting, kind of uh, charting out what we wanted to do this hour, and we have at least two and a half hours worth of stuff we want to squeeze in. So let's get to it first. Let's take a fond look back at the week that was. It's Cow Clips of the Week. It's the end of our democracy. And not only will we announce a date, but the date will be uh, well within a period of time. Crooks, criminals, you chill. So everybody chill. Yes, you heard that right. They hacked not just Trump Tower, but the White House. No. That's not what I was told. That's not what I was told? If this was not what you were told, then what was? The fact that people have jobs always contributes to increase in inflation, and that's a good thing. So go buy a bunch of avocados and forget you have them. Then throw them all away two days later because they turn into little compost grenades. We don't know precisely how things will play out, but here's what the world can expect to see unfold. First, Russia plans to manufacture a pretext for its attack. Very candidly, I think we're beyond diplomacy now. We're probably heading to conflict. Voters sent a clear message. Parents are really angry and they want someone to basically, (laughs) they want someone to pay. You might as well get your kids vaccinated against space rabies because they're only at a slightly higher risk of ill health from COVID than space rabies. She had a positive test. We should not have seen the skate. And we are so sorry it's overshadowing your Olympics. I did it! I did it! Well, whose bright idea was it to put every idiot in the world in touch with every other idiot? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's working. Do it again! We champions! You know, it started with a little Dre from the Super Bowl. I liked the halftime show, but uh, as Joe pointed out, you got to look at it within the confines of what they're trying to do, which doesn't need to be done. That's where it gets complicated. <laughs> 
Meaning there's no point in having a musical Super Bowl halftime show anyway. It'd be like if we're, okay, we, we're going to have spam with our dinner tonight. In what way do we want to have it? And, you know, somebody might raise their hand. Wait a second. Why do we have to have spam for dinner tonight? Well, we always have. Or we have for the last 20 years. <laughs> How about we stop? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, uh, golly gee, uh, you know, one thing we could do, we got so many great emails this week, and we have trouble squeezing them in because there's so much to talk about these days. How about a little bonus mailbag? What do you think of that? We don't need the idiotic music, Michael. It's a blessing and a curse. I'd like For those who only <laughs> listen to the end of the, go ahead, hit the mailbag music. Mailbag. We've been playing this every day for Mailbag for 22 years. Yeah. Um, <laughs> much like the spam and the Super Bowl halftime show, it's just maybe it needs to fade out sooner. Because often, you know, we'll get into just a brilliant, insightful, eloquent email about a critical topic. This freaking idiotic organ music's playing in the background. This is why I'm practicing the piano, so I can play this someday. This riff right here, in particular? <laughs> exactly. I'm learning all my scales on the piano. So there are 12 major scales. I'm, I got 10 memorized, forward and backward, both hands. Nice. Wow. Both hands? Yeah. Oh, man, but, you're a monster. But when I get to 12, what good will that do me? Well, it doesn't do me yeah. any harm, I suppose. Exactly. It's good for your brain. Yeah, exactly. Not to geek out on music too much, but if you listen to that song and really concentrate on the organ riff in the background while the piano's playing, it's hilarious. I don't know why. <laughs> it's such a silly... <laughs> anyway, uh, so a little bonus mailbag. You can always email us, mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. If you want to uh, weigh in with an opinion or an experience or uh, you want to send along a link, something we ought to be talking about, we ought to mention that more. Although then I'd have to go through more freaking email. Mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. Uh, so I thought this was really nice. It's uh friend of Armstrong and Getty over 20 years, Texas Marine Kevin. Always great to hear from him. He said, thanks for the retrospective on PJ O'Rourke. Talks, talks about when he became aware of him and a huge fan. With his passing, we've lost possibly the best administrator of intelligence snark, and the world is a bit less for that. I would love to have had the benefit of his satire in the coming years. We need more like him. Um, you know, I, you know, Kevin, I'd like to think we're, we're cousins in a way of PJ. I'm not saying on his level or anything like that, or, but, uh, you know, uh, he, he and his point of view will endure, uh, you know, it's like the, the line from the, the Bob Seeger song, paying tribute to Chuck Berry. All of Chuck's children are out there playing his riffs. You know, all of PJ's children are, uh, you know, trying to bring your attention and, uh, you know, bring a little wisdom to the crap the world dishes out. Anyway, moving along. The secret to free ambulance rides. Shh, don't tell anyone. Oh, I still this from Al Anonymous. I still haven't dealt with this problem yet. I got to get a hold of HR today and all that sort of stuff. Try to talk to. I have a gallbladder attack in the middle of the night. I call nine one one. The ambulance takes me. I get a bill for thirty two hundred dollars. Now I haven't hardly received a bill for anything else. Five and a half days in the hospital. Everything else is covered, but the ambulance ride isn't. Why? They're completely separate because of the way legal things work. Why? And were you not about to pass out in pain, you could have walked to the hospital yeah, in, I'm, what, like I'm, five minutes? Yeah, I'm not very far away at all. Well, right, I could exactly. certainly ridden my bike there in five minutes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so anyway, back to the free ambulance rides. Shh, don't tell anyone. <clears throat> I have two jobless neighbors who rent from the owner-occupied house next door. They are obese and spend most of their waking hours smoking pot and cigarettes on the front porch. 
Sounds like a really satisfying life. Anyway. (laughs) The first of the month is county payday, so the pot and DoorDash deliveries spike. There's been an ambulance and fire truck called to the house no less than 10 times in the last five years. The ambulance was needed for the latest episode because their car was broken and they didn't have a ride. Other times, the ambulance was used to, quote, cut the line at the ER. The victim, who was supposedly shaking short of breath, was happily back on the porch smoking anything that burns and guzzling Pepsi the next day. Imagine the bills us taxpayers get for these quote-unquote emergencies. You get the picture. They're masters at draining the system, and we pay for it. Even Jack's kids would ask why they ride, smoke, and eat for free, but Dad has to pay. Your friend, Kevin's piggy bank. Yeah, go ahead. But P.S. A little salt in the wound. Never mind the money they waste on snacks and soda at double price from the convenience store. Never mind the exotic pot they buy, but conservatively, at a pack a day each and cigarettes at $8 a pack, they spend another $540 a month of your money. Yeah, I was going to point out that uh, if the guy who uh, lives in the park passed out from meth has a gallbladder attack, I'm guessing he doesn't get a bill for $3,200 uh, for his ambulance ride. Remember my story of when... Somebody got their hand slammed in the car door, and we went to the emergency room downtown major city. And my advice out of that was, unless you're bleeding to death or having a heart attack, drive to a nice suburb and go to the ER there. Because the ER downtown big city is not where you want to be. I mean, it was a scary place to be there with my kids on a Saturday night, kind of late. You don't want to be there. But that's when the nurses explained to me, because everybody in line, everybody sitting around was like, uh, looked to be homeless and, uh, and, and hammered out of their mind. And they said, oh, yeah, these are regulars. They knew them all by name. They called them all by name as we're waiting in line, actually waiting in line with somebody stamping around in pain because their hand is smashed, wondering if the bones are broken, waiting in line. Jim, Jim, just go sit down. We'll get to you soon. They know them by name. Yeah, the the drug addict homeless people that come in there and they're there because if they get tired, they want to be able to sleep in a bed. So if they go in there and say, my heart's beating funny or something, uh, we as a society have decided, OK, you get to go lay down on a bed and we'll provide you food and drink. Nice. And you nice. get to be in line in front of other people who are paying all these bills. who are here for real reasons. It's what a crazy society we've developed. A couple more quick ones. First of all, I want to pay tribute to Al Anonymous, who uh, passed along the. Uh, word salad quote from Gavin Newsom, which is indeed a it's a rival to Kamala Harris's nonsense that we've been playing throughout the day today. Uh, Al, uh, thank you for sending it along. We appreciate that very much. And that time uh, Ma- is every day. And Michael, you want to play that one more time, the uh, Gavin Newsom one? Uh, not only will we announce a date, but the date will be uh, well within a period of time that I think will do justice to the needs to keep people confident that their children are being prioritized and, and that and date safe will be at every the same day. time to okay. accommodate the understanding. Right, that's enough that of your <laughs> crap nonsense, you halfwit. And then finally, uh, we're all this. human. We all fall short sometimes. Yeah, but what time was your dinner? It was a late dinner, wasn't it? We, we was- had an early dinner. Oh, I stand corrected. <laughs> Oh, you got me. What the hell is going on? Then this, finally, on the fact that people aren't coupling or having sex or getting married or whatever. (laughs) I got this from Melissa, the amateur life coach. She signs her email. (laughs) Steps to a healthier sex life. Everybody needs in their life an amateur life coach. (laughs) She has five steps to a healthier sex life. Let me write this down. 
It's a smorgasbord. I don't know that you need to do all of these, but you know, I would say they vary in quality, these suggestions. One, get happy. If possible, wean down the antidepressants and find natural ways to improve your mood. Because antidepressants are uh, sex suppressants, too, as it turns out. Two, walk. Take a walk outside multiple times a day for both physical and mental health. And look for hookers? How does it help with your sex life? Three, sleep naked. It's amazing what just happens when two naked bodies are sleeping next to each other. That uh, rings true. Sweetheart, if you're listening, I have an idea. Four, wine. Helping folks get busy since the beginning of time. (laughs) So far, Melissa, the amateur life coach, you're hired. And if all else fails, five, have a threesome. You'd be surprised at how heteroflexible you can become with just one extra glass of wine. Mm, you know what, uh, Melissa? You'd be surprised talking. how not I could be after yeah. as many glasses of wine you wanted to pour down my gullet. Yeah. Every, not that there's anything wrong with What's that. the old saying? Every woman is... Two glasses of wine away from... Right, yeah. I think most guys are more than two glasses of wine away. Yes, and we can leave it there. Yeah, and we can leave it there again, and then that's fine. Whatever you need. And remember, the CDC, which has masks on children, recommends no more than one drink per day. Speaking of wine. (laughs) This public service announcement brought to you by frickin' morons who listen to other frickin' morons telling them how to live their lives. More info out. Frickin' morons. More info out on how the Russians treated that skater girl after she fell down last night, among other things. On the way. The Armstrong and Getty Show. No, it's not going to get it. 141.93, and there will be a gold, silver, and a bronze medal in the women's event in Beijing. Thank God. Continue to be shocked. Yes, but Johnny, exactly. Thank goodness for all the other medalists to have that moment. And to have done it. Cleanly. So some people have called this Valieva Russian girl who fell down several times last night uh, among the greatest skaters they've ever seen, man or woman. She's a phenom. Even and among, she, pr- she probably is. I'm sure she is. All those things. Uh, I, I watched her the one night she landed the quads, and she was exceptionally graceful. She just had a way of doing these really hard things that looked as natural and fluid as, as it could be imagined. Um, not that I know much about figure skating, but I know the same amount everybody else knows. Every four years, you watch for a week, <laughs> or at least you used to in the past. Anyway, eight point seven. What? That's pullers. <laughs> <laughs> she lands a couple of quads. Story comes out that she tested positive for a banned drug. She's got a bunch of heart medication in her system that also just happens to make your blood flow better and you breathe better and all this different sort of stuff. Anywho. So there was all that controversy raging and whether or not she should compete and get a medal. Well, she fell down, so that kind of eliminated the problem to a certain extent. And as you heard the announcers there on NBC, they're they're happy that she's no longer involved. But just for her on her own, she's a 15-year-old. The pressure of the days following the news breaking clearly affected this young girl. She stumbled multiple times and fell during a routine. Afterwards, she looked dejected and threw her hand in the air. When she skated off the ice, she broke down in tears. 
You could see this chilling atmosphere, this distance, says the IOC president who was there close enough to see what was going on with the coaches. So mm-hmm. this 15-year-old gets over there, and the coaches like don't put their arm around her like all they do all the American girls or every other country for that much, and, you know, great job, or that was a tough one or whatever. Um, no, just stayed distance to him with the one coach yelling, and the IOC president reported this. Why did you stop fighting? Why? Explain it to me. Why? Why did you let it go after the axle? So they all stayed away from it and started yelling at her for failing. A Bark, 15-year-old girl. Barked insults at her. Yeah. What the hell is that? Brutality. Any, anyway, this particular coach, and I can't pronounce his name, this ice coach for, uh, for Russia is known for this sort of thing. He also gets a lot of champions coming out of his camp. But he develops young champions who essentially, essentially peak in their teams and then retire, often because of injury and after experiencing questionable practices regarding diet restrictions and overtraining. So he, he wears them down like they do racehorses until they're, uh, you know, they're too beaten up to perform and gets a different young girl. And then if they fail, he yells at them. Right. Awesome. All for Olympic glory for the motherland. I'm going to call my lord. That ought gonna. to be her. That ought to be her new best friend, that that other <laughs> Russian girl. I'm going to call my lawyer. Ghana. Ghana is going to. They're, between that and the sexual abuse of a lot of our Olympians, it's, it's getting harder and harder to find something to root for in the Olympics. Well, and over in China, they, they take them from their crib, give them tests to see if they can tumble, and if they do, they snatch them away from the parents and make them start training. And the whole thing is corrupt as to where the Olympics are held every single time. Other than that, it's great. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. So that's uh, an air raid siren there in Donsk, in eastern Ukraine. Um, I'm looking at the video here of downtown. Is that a town or a region? I don't even know. Um, I'm looking at downtown here where that raid, air raid siren's going on because they're expecting bombing to start. They're also evacuating civilians to Russia, which is uh... interesting. Like out of your disputed region who like Russia better than Ukraine. I guess. Yeah. So yeah. Oh, that makes sense. Of course. So yeah. they're crossing the border into Russia before the town they live in? I mean, I understand your sympathies are with Russia, but this is the town you live in. So you're going to evacuate the town you live in, your home, where your kids go to school, all that, and go over to the other country while it bombs the bejesus out of your stuff? Okay. But um, I'm looking at this downtown, and this is what I've been saying all along. I think this is going to feel different. If Russia actually pummels this town, I mean, if they do shock and awe, it's one mm-hmm. thing for us to see shock and awe in an area of the world that doesn't look anything like where we live. You got donkeys and, and, and huts and, you know, whatever. But this looks like this could be downtown freaking anywhere. This could be Portland, Maine or Omaha, Nebraska or anywhere. It just looks like downtown anywhere. In the, and uh, just with more interesting architecture. And it's a it might get pummeled soon by the Russians. Or, yeah. And the Wall Street Journal just sent me an alert with a breaking news. A Russian attack on Ukraine is expected in the next few days. Okay. 
could involve tanks, fighter jets, etc. Well, could be a lot of things. But. When it happens right after the Olympic ends, can I at least get a little credit? <laughs> I haven't heard anybody but me saying that. It's so obvious to me, but you know, uh, but I don't know what I want. But why is that? Because she, uh, Chairman, she asked Putin not to distract from the Olympics. Okay, well, because she wants this big PR blitz. Look how well we pulled off the Olympics. Well, nobody's watching, so yeah, there's that. So speaking of nobody's watching, that may have been your best ever unintentional transition. <laughs> I have a brief story about the View. Believe it or not. The annoying punishment God has brought upon us for our sins, apparently. Uh, Megan McCain used to be the token conservative on the show. Uh, and she left after the cruelty of the heartless, throat-slitting hens there became too much. Wow. Throat-slitting hens. Oh, yeah. Like so many people on the progressive side who uh, profess... Uh, you know, to be the compassionate ones, they will uh, they will commit murder in cold blood. I feel like if I go to see the throat slitting hens in concert, I should wear a tarp or something. <laughs> yes, indeed. Uh, so this is something. It all started on Monday, which, as you may recall, was Valentine Day. <laughs> <laughs> Megan McCain shared a photo of herself with her husband Ben Dominich who's a really smart guy. He's the editor-in-chief of... The Federalist. The Federalist, yeah. Uh, and included the caption, Happy Valentine's Day uh, at Ben. I love you, and I'm grateful for every day uh, of the life we have together. That's awesome. That's beautiful. A Twitter user, of course, because it is Twitter, where the sooriest sewage of humanity goes to fester... A Twitter user responded to the photo with a snarky, does every thought and sentiment need to be on Twitter? <sighs> I then I, I almost, I, I so I'm standing here with my legs kind of locked. That did to me like when somebody in grade school comes up behind you and hits you right behind the knee. And you almost go down. That's what that did to me. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> so, so, okay, here's where it gets interesting. And, and none of this matters, but that's part of the reason it's fun. So the the Twitter user, does every thought and sentiment need to be on Twitter? Then Joy Behar, one of the worst of the soulless hens of uh, of The View, responded with apparently, so wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. So Joy Behar is stalking Meghan McCain's Twitter feed and dropping sarcastic bombs on her love tweets to her husband. Good way to spend your life. Well, indeed, McCain said, quote, imagine, oh, she, well, she wrote in something, I, oh, on Twitter. Well, here we go. Imagine spending your Valentine's Day trolling your ex-colleague's tweet about her husband. Fox News co-host Janice Dean chimed in with claiming that Behar can't quit you. <laughs> While McCain called Behar's reply pathetic and elaborated, it creeps me out. Yeah, that's a pretty good. Uh, that's a pretty good uh, way to get back at somebody like that. And I gotta believe that Joy Behar at that point thinks, "Oh yeah, well that probably doesn't look good, does it?" That I and am deleted s- the comment. Oh okay, probably yeah. doesn't look good that I'm still checking your Twitter feed for some reason. What and the then- hell? Uh, if I gave even a single poop, I would describe to you 
<laughs> some of the cruelties and why Megan McCain left the show. Jo- Joy Behar is an evil witch, okay? She's a, a corroded-hearted, vicious witch. But I don't care enough, so just trust me on that. And then this, speaking of shows you shouldn't waste any time on, this is amazing. David Rutz, who's a, a journalist, he compiled... CNN versus Joe Rogan, CNN's oddest and most incendiary Joe Rogan attacks, which I thought were funny. I'll just run them through them fairly quickly. Um, here, here you go. Here's uh, we'll call it number one. Joe Rogan's use of the N word is another January sixth moment. That's a CNN op-ed. Ah, <laughs> uh, da, da 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 da. That's that's enough. Um. Uh, it's arguably just as dangerous as what a mob did when they stormed the U.S. Capitol on January 6th last Is year. Is it arguably? Go ahead, make the argument. <laughs> exactly. You said arguably. Start arguing. <laughs> <laughs> you know what it reminds me of a little bit? It's almost like a, it's, it's not a mad lib. It's kind of the opposite where, where this, this guy who wrote this editorial was told, all right, listen, you got to mix in Joe Rogan and you got to mix in January 6th. All right. Those are the hot buttons for CNN viewers, the few that we have left. So make sure you got both of those things. And he's like, wait, what, what, how the hell am I going to do that? So he just stitches them together without any logical relationship. (laughs) Just hilarious. (laughs) Last month, CNN published an opinion piece, Don't Pretend You Don't Know What Joe Rogan Is About, by University of Texas at Austin professor Peniel E. Joseph, that declared Rogan is right wing because he sometimes has far right guests on his podcast. And they mentioned Roseanne Barr, Ted Nugent, Ben Shapiro, among others, Stephen Crowder. The same Joe Rogan that endorsed Bernie Sanders for president. Exactly. Has Bernie Sanders on his show. And uh, what, what is it other? with people? And <laughs> Cornell, uh, Cornell Wallace? Cornell West? Cornell West. Yeah, exactly. who is yeah. definitely not a right winger. No. No, indeed. CNN attacks Joe Rogan, saying he's used horse dewormer. We're all familiar with that one, right? Yeah. Mocking him for hours. Chiron, uh, snarky Chiron, saying uh, Joe Rogan eats horse paste. Um, da da da, etc. Uh, we all know that one. Scrolling down, and eventually Rogan, of course, confronted Dr. Sanjay Gupta, their chief medical correspondent, who admitted it was improper for all those claims to happen, and. Uh, and, and Rogan just nailed him for it. So CNN butthurt responded with an official CNN statement. The only thing CNN did wrong here was bruise the ego of a popular podcaster who pushes dangerous conspiracy theories. CNN is unhinged. Let's see. CNN guest calls on Spotify to sever the ties with Joe Rogan. Jim Acosta suggests Joe Rogan should be fired over the N-word montage. Brian Stelter, the eunuch, complains CNN is more trusted than talk show stars like Rogan who make it up as they go along. He was complaining that fans don't trust real newsrooms like at CNN. And I quote, why do you think that is? (laughs) Arguably. Uh, because of magical rabbits that have poisoned their minds. Not all opinions are created equal, the eunuch stated. You think about major newsrooms like CNN that have health departments and desks and operations that work hard on verifying information on COVID-19. I had Michael Avenatti on 150 times and pushed the Russia conspiracy to no end for two years. Sorry, my headphones cut out. I didn't hear anything you said. And then you have talk show stars like Joe Rogan who just wing it, who just make it up as they go along. Oh, 
And then he said, and because figures like Rogan are trusted by people that don't trust real newsrooms, we have a tension, a problem that's much bigger than Spotify, much bigger than any single platform, he added. Brian Stelter, if you've never caught his act, he is he is a parody of himself. He's actually unintentionally do you, hilarious. Do you think he believes all that? I wonder. What he just said? I wonder. That they're the know. real news and all right. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Oh, uh, and then uh Allison Camarada actually admitted on camera, I admit it, I'm out of ideas for what to do about Joe Rogan. I'm officially out of ideas. You don't have and, to do anything about him. Just let people listen to him and people will come to their own conclusions and everything'll be fine actually. And she's a quote unquote news anchor, which is so strange. So this is a little piece of breaking news of I don't know how much import. Uh, YouTube President Zelensky, uh, he's the actual president. Because, yeah. Because he was a YouTube. He's a comedian. It should be pointed out. His background is a comedian. He's, You know what he'd be really good at better than anybody in the world? Sketch comedy. Well, Put uh, him in I a will... room with a topic. He'll come up with something funnier than all the other world leaders. I'm not sure he should be president of the country, though. Well, I- I'm not sure I can argue with you on that final point, but I will point this out because I think you're minimizing the man. He's a, a, a humorist and a commentator, and often the greatest political truths come through humor. In fact, I am wearing an Armstrong and Getty tissue, t-shirt, t-shirt right now. We don't put out tissues. We don't want you blowing your nose in our logo. We put out <laughs> t-shirts that says Castigat Redendo Mores, which is my new motto. It's Latin for mockery teaches manners or mockery teaches morals. So he is a mocker of politicians. Whether he ought to be the president is up to you. Yeah, that'd be a heck of a thing to be thrown into this, though, where you're talking to all these world leaders and dealing with all this stuff. It's just like, I've seen something about this on TV once. Sure, it's like, I mean, it's very much like if uh, suddenly P.J. O'Rourke, for instance, had become the president. Or, uh, I don't know, or Joe Rogan, for that matter. Or us. Anyway, he's going to Munich, Germany, for some big conference that at least is partially about the whole Ukraine thing with other world leaders. And the White House, NBC's reporting the White House is concerned with the fact that Zelensky's leaving the country. I don't know exactly what their concern is, but is he going to that conference because he needs to be there? Or is he getting out of the country because we heard the, we played the ABC report earlier that our Pentagon thinks at least one of Putin's plans might be to go into the, the capital hard and fast and decapitate the government, which is him. Right, right. Uh, it's entirely possible that the U.S. and Europe said to him, hey, based on the intelligence we have, you ought to get out of town because we're going to maintain you're the legitimate governor or government no matter how long it takes and not the puppet regime Putin installs. And if y'alls are dead, it's going to be a lot harder for us to make that point. He's leaving the country, which is normally something you would never do. And I don't think he's a coward. No, I don't think so either, but he's leaving. Uh, We'll finish strong next. Armstrong and Getty. Strong and Getty show. Man, all your big.
big news organizations are sure taking this Ukraine-Russia thing seriously at this point. I mean, really seriously. And I was just watching uh, some NBC during the break, and they've got a heavyweight panel discussing the uh, pros and cons of Zelensky leaving the country, which he's scheduled to do in the next few hours to go to a conference in Munich, Germany. Um, with some people saying, like you just said last break, maybe it's a good idea to get out of the country so he stays alive, so they can, you know, reform the government after NATO maybe boots Russia out. I don't know. Um, or uh, others saying if he if Russia controls the airspace and will control the airspace, and if he leaves, he ain't, first of all they might not let him leave; they might shoot him down. Secondly, um, if he leaves, they there's no way he's getting back in unless they right. decide to let him come back in. Right, and he doesn't want to flee the ship as the captain. At the same time, he probably wants desperately to line up more support for his little country, which is actually a fairly large country. Uh, yeah, I don't know. That's a that's a tough maneuver. That's a tough move to make right now. Churchill could have been killed when they were bombing Britain. He didn't leave. Right, right. Um, it's man, it's stuff like you see in movies or read about in history books that is happening right now. And maybe it toggles down, you know, he takes a little chunk of Ukraine, most Americans, including me, don't care, and uh, and we go on with our lives, like happened in 2014, but mm-hmm. who yeah. knows? Well, and give him some more assurances, all right, all right, we won't expand U- Ukraine into, or NATO into Ukraine for, I don't know, we'll give you five years and we'll talk about it again, that sort of thing. I also wonder what U.S. opinion, if U.S. opinion would quickly change if we saw a whole bunch of videos of dead Ukrainian civilians in the street. But change to what? That's my question. Being willing to be more involved in uh, confronting it. You don't think? Yeah, I do think. But ultimately, what? Like, really, really harsh sanctions that won't work. Or do we send... I mean, by the time we sent arms, it'd be too late. I don't know what could be done Mm. other than sanctions, which are generally ineffective. Yeah. So So people can be as fired up as they want to be. but So Russia would just survive a... Probably short-lived international backlash. Yeah, exactly. They uh, do all the business they need or borrow money, which they probably don't need to do or whatever, with China. They're good buddies, the communist Chinese. But I talked about this earlier in the show. My son and I were watching ABC News last night and seeing uh, footage of uh, people in the streets and, and one woman crying about her family's safety there in Kiev. And I was telling Sam how lucky we are that we live in the United States where there is zero chance that is happening. Zero Amen. There aren't that many places on Earth that have zero chance of being attacked by another country, but luckily we live in one. And as soon as he goes to college, his professors will teach him the way to get peace is to disarm. Or or the world would be safer without the United States. Right, because America's so mean. Hey, kids, it's that time again. With Armstrong and Getty. Here's your host for Final Thoughts, Joe Getty. Hey, let's get a final thought from everybody on the crew to wrap up the show. There he is, pressing the buttons in the control room, Michelangelo. Michael, what's your final thought? You know, Joe mentioned as a kid that he was really excited about the Olympics, and I also used to be really excited about the Olympics. But with all this doping, if they allow this stuff, this is going to go away. People aren't going to take it seriously. Yeah, here, here. Uh, They will lose their credibility. Our young behind-the-scenes producer, Alex, has a final thought for us. Alex, final thought? Yeah, I just had a really interesting, exciting week. A lot of really cool things happening in my life, and I just want to express uh, some gratitude for the people in my life and my support system. I want to take some time for that. That's a nice thing to say and think. Not enough people think that on a regular basis, whether privately or publicly. 
Exactly. Well done. Jack, a final thought for us? That word was publicly. Um, uh, What was I going to say? Oh, yeah. So we're into some really weird through the looking glass uh, Alice in Wonderland stuff with with masks in schools now. Uh, If you missed hour two, and I don't usually say this, but hour two, first half hour, definitely worth hearing as we went through reasoned magazines audio of the hearing with CDC Director Walensky from earlier this week. What the hell is going on with masks in schools? Why are they so committed to this in the face of all reason? Well, one positive, he says sarcastically uh, from the whole COVID thing, is it has produced some of the worst bullets any of us will ever hear in our lives. Some of the highest level bullets. For instance, this guy who was kicked off an Allegiant Airlines flight not for wearing a Let's Go Brandon mask. The airline wants you to know he was not thrown off for that. But the air waitress told him he had to take it off, and he said no. So he was thrown off for disobeying the flight crew, but not for wearing the mask. He wouldn't take off a mask. Usually they fight because they you won't put on a mask. He wouldn't take off a mask. Exactly. Gotcha. Either way, you're out. Armstrong and Getty wrapping up another grueling four-hour workday. So many people to thank. You can get the podcast at armstrongandgetty.com, hour two in particular, any hour or wherever you like to get podcasts. God bless America. Armstrong and Getty. They are ruthless. Well, you're being a wise guy with me a little bit. I think that you may be over Egging the pudding. I expected more. Okay. And when it's over, it is over. It is over. Yay. Come on. What does that guy say? We European Muppet Frogs wonder, how Kermit have sex with pig? (laughs) How is a frog married to a pig? On that high note, thank you all very much. Have a great Friday, you mother... Uh, Armstrong and Getty.